0: Good day to you welcome to the path to Zion podcast man thats that just feels good to say for nearly a year um, it's just been the podcast hey uh, welcome to the podcast <laughs> and if you've been following along at all then you'll you'll know that that we just named it path to Zion with the tagline rediscovering the ancient way. And if you're new here then welcome. Thanks for listening. I'm just so stirred. I'm not just excited and giddy and you know another level of a of another endeavor. Yippee. I don't I don't want to just be like that. I'm just excited at the opportunities that are before. All of us who are who are hearing what the Spirit's saying in this hour. So thanks for listening. Send your friends to pathtozion.com. That will be a direct mirror link. If you put pathtozion.com, enter, it will take you right to the podcast website. There's no fancy pages and, you know, all this clicking around. It could not be any more easy. Um... Text me, call me, email me, Facebook us if you've got any questions. My wife has put the podcast everywhere. Um, new new um, recordings are going on YouTube. Um, as of I don't know a few days ago. I'm not going to spend the time. I don't think putting older episodes on. Maybe a select few. Um, it's on iHeart. It's on the iHeartRadio Radio app. Spotify, iTunes, I mean, it's crazy, and I do want to say just real quick, thank you to Matt Strickland, Clint Waters, Raven Henderson, man, I've got these people in my life that are just awesome, and you know, it's not just, well, I just believe in you, brother, it's not that, it's just people, it's just people being kind and and helpful and generous, and with their time, with their efforts, with their own giftings. It's just people helping others, like, accomplish something that we just can't do in ourselves. I mean, isn't that, man, isn't that just a simple gospel? Hey, brother, you look like you're struggling. (laughs) Or, in this case, I created an actual chat group that, I titled Help Me exclamation point. So thanks to these people and, and just other people who just say, you know what, Joel, go for it. I just love that. It's so encouraging. Don't we all need encouraging? I mean, golly, may we not ever get above that or beyond that where we think we don't need it? Now that leads me right to what I want to share this morning. It's a it's a perfect, unexpected segue yet again. Um, to what we were looking at in our house this morning, and I just wanted to share it as I drive out. Um, It's just a very, it's a very interesting verse to me. In Isaiah 43, 19, and, and, and there's a lot around it on both sides. It's bookend by just awesome things. I've been reading Isaiah and just like, what does this mean? And what was he saying? What was he seeing? What is this? what is this even talking about? I mean, do you do that when you read the scriptures and you just try to, I mean, really stop and meditate on what you're reading? Because for most of my life, I was just like most people that I meet even now, is you just read it. You don't really understand what you're reading. I think a lot of times we assume we can't, so you just keep reading. You just keep moving right past Well, Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I. Well, who's I here? Just to be clear, I, in this case, he lets us know in a few verses before that, Yahweh, your Redeemer. I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I, Yahweh, your Redeemer, will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? And it goes on to talk about making a pathway, a roadway in the wilderness. And it will and it goes on to also say rivers in the desert. Now here it is. In in the modern calendar, tomorrow is 2020. I'm recording this on the 31st of December. It's a new year beginning tomorrow. Now because of our continuation of leaving the calendar of men, it's just not a big deal for me. I mean, if you, if you've not listened to this before, we've not done Christmas for years and years. We don't do Thanksgiving. We don't do Easter. We don't do Christian, I'm doing air quotes, holidays. I don't believe they're I don't believe it's acceptable behavior for the children of God. And so even this year, that's, that's really why I just decided not to make a big deal about this podcast launch stuff. I was going to make a January 1st huge deal and like, you know, anything you do in promotions, you just let all this stuff out. New content, new logos, new intros, new music beds, new, new, new. I just couldn't find any peace in that. And so I didn't. I just have been somewhat quietly inserting new stuff. Why? Well, because I just if I how mean I I'd be hypocritical in one sense if I like if I'm coming away from the natural calendar, the natural man calendar, the the anyway, won't get into all that, but like and then base more than I should upon it. I mean, I just like, well, that doesn't even make sense. Why would I do that? And so with that in mind tomorrow, obviously, you know, I've been seeing all these people post stuff on Facebook and that's really the only place I go. I don't I don't I don't even know how to do Instagram or Twitter or any of those things. Um, but, you know, people post their 2020 predictions Believers now, Christians, Their their fortunes, basically. What you're going to get in 2020, you know, a handsome boyfriend, a new car, saw one this morning, the, the 2020 what you're going to get app generator told her she's getting a new house. Well, she basically said, I claim it in Jesus name. I'm just like, come on, y'all what are we doing <laughs> I don't feel like that's just being critical I mean just like what are we doing what are we what are we really giving ourselves to to determine what is before us even in this calendar year I think we need to be careful with that stuff seems harmless right to some to most I think it's foolishness myself I don't I don't believe in that stuff it's so why would I want to even jokingly say that it has anything to do with what is before me. Well, it's not real, Joel. Well, then let's just not do it. Then let's not do it. Let's cling to things like this. New things are springing forth. Okay, so the spiritual man has to look at this and say, okay, this is a warning of sorts uh, uh, in a sense of just something to come. God... Yahweh Eternal, our Redeemer, is letting us know something's coming, and He's asking us, will you not be aware of it? Will you not perceive it? Will you see it when it comes? Will you hear it coming? And so this morning I was just thinking about that, meditating on that as I headed out. And I was just saying in my heart, like, I will see it, Lord. We'll see it. We're looking. We are looking everywhere we know how to where and how to look we're going to see it this new thing springing forth we will be aware of it thank you Lord that you've reminded us in your word through the prophet Isaiah thousands and thousands of years ago a set apart consecrated man who heard the prophecies of Yahweh incredible and it's all the way down to my hands right beside me in the truck seat of my truck here, right beside me, the eternal, eternal word of Yahweh, my redeemer, is beside me in my truck, telling me, speaking to me through the prophet Isaiah, hey, be aware of what's springing forth, be aware of what I'm doing, Joel, that's just remarkable to me. Okay, so streams in the desert, rivers in the wilderness, or (laughs) rivers in the desert, these paths and roads in the wilderness cutting through the rough ground, I think these are everywhere. I think they're everywhere around us. I think the problem is the scriptures outplay in our lives, if you will, of We're not seeing, we're not aware of it. We're not looking with the eyes of a spiritual man to see them. I don't think they're naturally seen. I think God is using natural components, just like the prophets and so many of the writers in the scriptures did. They're telling us in ways that we can understand. In most cases. They're telling us something hidden often within what they saw, which are natural circumstances, whether it was in a vision, in a trance. However we want to translate it or even approach it, a lot of times they just explained it in ways that they understood themselves to us in ways that I believe God has preserved that we too can understand. It just seems to me that God's making it clear that his ways won't make sense in the natural. Why is this river, why is this stream here in the desert? It shouldn't belong if you walked up on one. Because some versions, you know, if you look at the, the exaggerated text, it basically talks about floods. A flooding river. Not just a trickle, but like an abundance of water in a very unexpected place, in an unexpected, dry and barren land. Well, this doesn't belong here. And if you're out in the wilderness and you see nothing but rocky, craggy, almost impassable terrain, and you come up upon a carved-out path, a way, a road, it would be distinguishable. Well, what is this doing here? What would your first assumption be would you get back in the wilderness and just make your own way or would you if let's just say now here's some keys, right? If you're in need, if you're starving, if you've not had food or water for a week and you are in the wilderness and you stumble across a path, you you come across a a carved out way, let's just say it's paved just for our imagination's sake, even gravel, but distinct And you are looking for rescue. You're looking for somewhere to go that leads you out of where you are because you realize your your need. You realize your own lack of provision. Would you not get on that path and start moving with great tenacity if you could muster the strength? Would you not get on that path? And boy, this has to go somewhere, right? This has to go somewhere. It's here for a reason. It surely leads to something I need. But yet it would be unexpected, right? I don't believe this is just saying, I don't think this passage is is just talking about horrible, bad experiences and God's going to bail you out by giving you water and giving you a road to travel. A lot of people would just jump right on the relief doctrine of and that's what I call it. That's, that's not anything I know of, so don't go Googling relief doctrine. Relief doctrine to me is escapism, rapturitis. My circumstances stink. God surely doesn't want me here. This is the hand of the devil. I need help. I need taken out. I need removed. I need relieved. I'm sick. Oops, the devil. I'm behind on my bills devil. I had a bad thought devil right like we have to realize if in fact we're children of the most High God and we are in him. We're, we're born again born of the water born of the spirit and we are actually indwelling the kingdom and are now temples of the most whole most holy high God, Yahweh eternal. Everything is underneath his government and rule and reign in your life. Should you be in that place of submission before Him for that to be true? In His government, the counsel of God reality that nothing takes place except somebody goes before Him for a request that is granted. Okay? So, like, let's just be mature spiritual men, shall we? We're not looking for escape. We're not looking for rescue. We're not looking for deliverance in the sense of removal. We're looking to be men who practice how to endure to the end. Endure. Victorious. How? Blood of the Lamb? Word of our testimony. Go back a few days and look at that one, won't you, if you haven't listened to that one? So I don't believe it's just saying when everything's horrible, he's going to make it better. But instead, I think he's saying clearly to us, anyone who would listen again, he's saying these things are here. He moves in ways that don't make sense. By doing things in the midst of circumstances that just don't seem to match our own understanding. Therefore, we have to be watching and perceiving and see it or else we'll miss it. We have to be alert now. We have to be watching, watching circumstances in our life. The things that the Lord is revealing, declaring, announcing. That's what we talked about just mere days ago too, didn't we? About prophecy. I think it's the last podcast episodes, the, the the power of prophecy. The necessity for prophecy. And the biblical understanding of that is simply hearing and, and declaring the oracles of God. It doesn't need to be what it's become. Where I have a three-piece suit that's hot pink and I'm on a platform yelling and screaming and and wiping my brow because it's such a labor, a laborious effort to hear the word of the Lord that you can't hear unless it comes out of my mouth? And I'm going to yell, and I'm going to send you newsletters and prayer clause and ask you for a couple hundred dollars a month? Why? To help me get the prophetic voice of the Lord out because I'm hearing it. The, <laughs> this is for everyone. We are to desire it. It's speaking the oracles of God. And again, in the end of that verse that we read just a couple days back, it talks about God speaking. Who in the world can help but declare the words of Yahweh? We can't help ourselves. We have to speak. Why? I would say because we're seeing streams in the desert. We are seeing... Paths in the wilderness. Friends, somebody's seeing. People are starting to see. I don't think God has ever led up on this. I think this has been an ongoing perpetual reality. The remnant will see. The remnant will see the rivers in the desert. They will see them. And I think they will lead others there. And I'm just going to be honest, I feel like that's, that's a primary component of my life. Not just hope now, not just, come on, brother, hang on, follow me as I try to follow Jesus. I don't think I can, but let's try together. I don't see it that way. I feel like in absolute assurance and confidence, the Lord has, has revealed rivers in the desert. He's revealed a pathway through the wilderness, who will perceive it? Who will see it? Who will know what it is when you see it? I believe we can. I believe we can. But it's not easy now. It is, again, it's a remnant. That path is narrow. You're not going to get all your baggage, all your all your earthly belongings. They're not going. <laughs> They're not going with you, friend. It's too narrow. All of all of all of you, you have to keep casting it off. Sanctification, consecration. No room for self. But guess what? Yeshua the Messiah, he's carved out the way. He's carved out the way to go where he has gone. The forerunner reality. He was and he now is the forerunner. He's gone before us, friends. He's made a way that is traversable for the men who will see it. For the men who will walk in His ways. For the men who will abandon their own will, say, not my will, but yours. He's made a way for us. And friends, this is awesome. This is, this is the hope that men have. All men, to walk regenerated and able to see, able to hear able to perceive what the Spirit is saying in this hour. Friends make sure your make sure your vision make sure your perception is set right set upon things that are not just naturally assessed. Don't look at things through your own understanding. it will fail you repeatedly it will fail you it will let you down it will have you off course. Friends, will you see? I believe the Lord's saying, I'm speaking. I'm declaring. I've given you things that are unexpected. They're right before you. Will you see them? Who will see? Let's be people who see. Amen.